So, did you notice that Jesus' closest friends, the disciples, they travelled with him, but they wanted to know how to pray. They were with him there all the time. And when he went to pray, they heard his prayers, and yet they still weren't sure what they were supposed to do. And I guess sometimes we can all feel a bit like that. So before Jesus teaches them how to pray... He has a few other things to say first. He says we should keep our prayers simple. So God will listen no matter how long our prayers are. You don't have to pray for an hour or half an hour. Just a few moments is long enough if that's what you need to say to God. Just however long it takes for you to say what you need to say. If you can't find the words, God will still know what you mean. Just tell God you're there. Or say the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus mentions that we shouldn't show off when we pray. So we're not praying so that everybody will think, oh, isn't he a good Christian or she a good Christian? They pray ten, ten times a day. They're, they're really good, good at praying. Oh, that's wonderful. That makes them a wonderful person. It's not about being a wonderful person or a great Christian. It's just about having time with God. So God says, pray in a quiet place. Go in a room and pray quietly. And give your own needs. Give praise. Give thanks. Say what you're sorry for. So the Lord's Prayer that we say every Sunday, it does have a few of those thousand and things in there it can be a little bit difficult to understand so I just thought it would be nice just to go through it a little bit maybe just work through line by line and maybe Colin will be able to put it on the screen Um, and we can just think about what what each line means and why we say it but the other thing to remember is that the Lord's Prayer isn't about saying exactly the right words it's not about saying those specific words exactly you'll you'll have heard actually that even as it was written by the two disciples there were slight differences it's about it's just a model a template of how to pray to help you have that time with Jesus and with God so it starts off our father who art in heaven it just means our father God who's in heaven We're praying to our Father in heaven. We start the prayer like this so that we know that we're praying to God and so that God knows that we know that he's God. God likes it when we call him Father. In in the Bible, the word that's used for Father there is is Abba. It's like Daddy. It's not a formal Father. It's not like saying to your dad, Father... It's like saying dad or daddy. Although you might say father in, a, in the same way, but it doesn't matter really what the word is. It, it's, a, it's a familiar greeting. It, it's telling, it's, it's about us, God being our loving father and us being his children. It's also acknowledging that God is ours and we are his But then the next line, hallowed be thy name. Again, it sounds a bit 
formal and in some respects it is because what what we're saying here is your name is holy you are special you are God you're not just anybody you are God and and it's a it's a it's a mark of respect it's saying to God we know who you are and we need to remember that when we pray that although God wants us to be his children and wants us to be familiar, he also wants us to remember that he is God. He's not just, he's not just somebody that we've stumbled across on a, on a Saturday night. Then the next bit. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know heaven is an amazing, wonderful place. That, that the Bible says that in heaven there'll be no more crying, no suffering. And God will be with us and there'll be no hunger or hurt. And this part of the prayer is saying, let some of that be here on earth. Let us, let us live in peace. Let us love each other in a way that it would be like in heaven. That we need to live every day in the way that God would like us to live. If we move on to the next slide. So give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't necessarily mean bread. It's the thing or whatever it is that we really need. It's the things that we can't live without. It's not dolls and video games or TVs or fancy things or jewellery, it's, it's shelter, it's warmth, it's food, it's those things, it's health, it's the things that we really need at the, at the most basic level. And even though that we pray for the things that we need, obviously we're praying for the things that we think we need. And we're praying that we want them now. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to get them now. Or even that we're going to get them at all. When we ask in the prayer for God to give us our daily bread. We have to trust that he will give us what we really need. We know that there's a lot of people in the world who are really hungry. And I'm not going to try and answer why that happens this morning. But just to acknowledge that that can be really difficult when we're praying. If we're praying that people have enough to eat and we see people starving, it's easy to think, well, where's God? You know, we're, we're trusting that God's hearing our prayer. When the tap turns on... I don't know. But, but where is it? Why... Why isn't God feeding all those people who are starving? But part of prayer that I said is part of that prayer is listening. And we all need to listen. And maybe, maybe part of the answer to that prayer is within us. There is enough food in the world for everybody. We're just not that great at sharing it. Forgive us our trespasses. Trespasses is a bit of a 
a difficult word and, and maybe if we know the word we might think it means going on to somebody's land that we shouldn't. And, and in one of the other readings, one of the readings we heard, it said, forgive us our debts. And maybe we think that that means that we shouldn't have to pay off our bank loans. But really what this is saying here is, forgive us for our mistakes. We're acknowledging the, the mistakes that we've made, the things that we shouldn't have done. The things that we should have done that we didn't do those things that have hurt other people hurt ourselves hurt our family and those are the things that we're asking God to forgive us for it doesn't have to be a specific thing it's just what is it that we need to say sorry for and as we forgive those who trespass against us again it's anything. If people have hurt us, we need to forgive them. It can be really, really bad for us to, to dwell on things that people have done wrong. It, it rarely makes life better for us, worrying about what people have done wrong to us. I used to get really upset when people used to cut me up or drive too close in the car. I used to be a different person behind the wheel of the car. Somebody would drive too close and I'd, I'd feel the need to teach them how to drive, maybe by slamming the brakes on and nearly causing them to crash. Or, or, and you just think, well, <clears throat> that isn't really forgiving. You know, maybe I can forgive them for that and let God worry about them and me worry about how I'm driving and how I'm behaving to other people. You know, and some things are more difficult to forgive than somebody driving a bit close to you on the M6. But still, we can trust God and we can give him those, those things and we can ask him to help us to forgive. And we need to remember that if we do forgive us, we heard in, the, in Mike's reading, if, if we forgive others the things that they've done to us, then God will forgive us the things that we've done to others. And I doubt very much whether there's many of us here that could think even in the last week that we haven't done anything a little bit, that we weren't a bit short-tempered or we weren't a bit, I don't know, a bit judgmental or a bit something. We could have perhaps been a little bit nicer, a little bit more generous. But we need to forgive and we need to leave the judgment to God to worry about. So, <clears throat> if we go on to the next one. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. It's a good bit of the prayer, this, because you know, we were just talking about doing things that we're not supposed to do and and sometimes we get tempted by things we look at people with lots of money and maybe we wish that we had it and we or or we do things that we know aren't quite right or we shouldn't really do or so it's good just to just to remember and just to ask God to just help us help us to remember what's important Help us not to do those things that we're tempted to do. 
And we're asking God to protect us against all the bad things that are going on in the world and keep us away from it. And then, thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we've got another thine in there. Bless you. So, really all we're saying here is that we're telling God that we know that heaven will last forever. That we know it belongs to God's. We know that God has all of the power and all of the glory and that God is forever. And how fantastic it is to know that God is always there and that he especially loves each and every one of us. Even if we're not very good at the not doing things wrong bit or the doing things that we should be doing bit, God is our father and he loves us as a child especially loves us and with God we're always loved and then Amen it just means let it be or to put it another way that's what I would like please this is what I want this is what I would like to happen It's just a way of saying, please, could you make this happen, God? I know when I first became a Christian, I understood that when I was saying amen, when we prayed in church, you say amen at the end, and it's just like, I agree almost. Amen, yes, I agree. But I think, well, when I'm praying at home, do I need to say amen? I don't say amen if I'm talking to to my wife or my daughter or my dad. Why do I need to say amen when I'm talking to God? And, and the answer is probably you don't have to say amen just as you don't have to say anything specifically. You can say anything to God, anytime, anywhere, any reason. But it's just a way of saying please. If you want to say please instead of amen, that would be fine as well. Um, it's just a way of saying please. That that's what I would like, please. So... It, it becomes not quite so daunting, perhaps. And, you know, we have to remember, one for Carol, that, that just as we turn the tap on, whenever we pray, God will hear the prayer. Do you think anything's going to come out? So when we read the Lord's Prayer, whether we're saying it together in church on a Sunday morning, or whether we're saying it on our own at home in in a quiet room, we need to think about what we're saying. You know, it's an amazing prayer and I love the sound that it makes on a on a Sunday morning. It's so comforting, but it's almost a drone, isn't it, on a Sunday morning you hear that that sort of almost monotone sort of sound. But it's not just the sound, it's a prayer. We're asking God all of those things. We're making those promises to God. We're saying we will forgive those people who trespass against us, who, who do things that we don't like. We will forgive them. We're promising that to God. We're asking him for things. It's not just a sound. It's not just a familiar 
wonderful noise. It's a, a prayer and it should be treated as that. We need to think about what we're saying. You know, one of the things that's fantastic about the Lord's Prayer is that whenever we're saying the Lord's Prayer here, we know that around the world there are probably thousands, maybe more people saying the same words at the same time. Maybe not in the same language, but the same prayer, the same asking the same things, promising the same things. It's a wonderful way to pray when you just don't know what to pray because it covers everything, really. The version that we use that's on the screen there, it's a, it's a traditional version. But it's not the words that Jesus used. Jesus didn't speak English. He didn't have any thighs or, or thines. He spoke a language called Aramaic. And he probably spoke some Hebrew and probably some Greek. So you might think, well, if it's translated from what Jesus said anyway, why don't we speak it in modern English? Why don't we, why don't we get rid of vines and theys and say it in a words that we understand? And the answer is, we could. There's absolutely no reason why we can't. It's not a magic spell. It's not a trick. It's not an incantation, it's a prayer, it's a conversation with God. The reason that we don't translate it into modern language is because so many people find those words so comforting. Because people my age, and maybe even older, learnt those words when they were at school, when they were a few years old. And people are still learning those words at school today. So, if somebody goes into a church even if they've never been to church before, it's likely that they will know those words. So it's, you know, in that way it's really good to know. And it can be really comforting. But there are Bibles. There's a Bible called the, the Message Version. And the Lord's Prayer in the Message Version from Matthew is, Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. As above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. And even if we say it like that, we can still trust that when we turn the tap on, the water will still flow. Or we could write our own Lord's Prayer. What about writing a prayer for our family that's based on the Lord's Prayer or a prayer for our community that's based on the Lord's Prayer or a, our work situation or, or just for ourselves what about a personal Lord's Prayer that's just for us what Jesus was telling us when he, when he told the disciples how to pray was not to pray those specific words 
But those are the things to pray. And you don't have to include every part in every prayer. You know, on a Sunday morning we have prayers that we break into different sections. And, and you'll notice if you, if you listen that we cover all of those bits throughout the Sunday morning. But not all in one prayer. So, this never-ending water is a trick. It will eventually end. It's just a trick. The Lord's Prayer isn't a trick. It's not a magic spell. It's a conversation with God. It can be a group chat, like this morning when we're at church and we're all talking to God together or it can be a one-on-one chat but it's just a chat it's just us talking to and listening to God prayer doesn't need to be long it doesn't need to be boring and I'm sorry if it was this morning but it doesn't have to be it just has to be us talking to God it has to be us telling God what we need to tell him like we have to tell our mums what we need to tell them and we have to tell our children what we need to tell them and our friends and whoever and it's us listening to God and trying to understand what he has to tell us so before we finish with our last songs let's pray together Father We thank you for being our God. We thank you for your word. Help us to do our part to bring your love to our community. Help us to be the people you have planned for us to be. Help us to get the things we need. A roof over our heads. Enough to eat. Medical care. Forgive us when we go wrong. And help us to forgive people who've hurt us. Help us to know what's right and what we need to do. And Father, we know that we can trust you always. And for that, we're truly thankful. Amen.